Hello everyone. This is the 10th episode of Snippets. My name is Anumeha. I'm a glaucoma fellow at Shankar Netralaya Chennai. Today I'll talk about recent advances in glaucoma. I thank Dr. Ronnie George for guiding me in preparing for this podcast. I'm going to talk briefly about the clinically relevant advances in glaucoma. I'll begin with the lasers in glaucoma. I'll then move on to the new drug delivery systems. After that, I'll talk about the some newer topical glaucoma medications and at the end, I'll talk in short about the advances in minimally invasive glaucoma surgery. Let's begin with the advances in lasers in glaucoma. Amongst the clinically relevant recent advances, the first is the result of LIGHT trial, which was a multi-centered randomized control trial comparing selective laser trabeculoplasty versus eye drops as first-line treatment of ocular hypertension and primary open-angle glaucoma. Primary open-angle glaucoma and ocular hypertension are usually treated with eye drops that lowers the intraocular pressure. In this trial, baseline median intraocular pressure was 26 mm of mercury in ocular hypertension group and 23 mm of mercury in primary open-angle glaucoma group. Among the subjects who underwent primary selective laser trabeculoplasty, 74% eyes were medication-free with stable intraocular pressure for at least 3 years. During the initial 18 months, 26% eyes needed repeat selective laser trabeculoplasty. None of the eyes in the trabeculoplasty group required surgery to lower intraocular pressure, whereas 2% eyes in the eye drops group required trabeculectomy to lower intraocular pressure. So, the conclusion is, the LIGHT trial provides a strong evidence of the efficacy of selective laser trabeculoplasty as a first-line treatment for open-angle glaucoma and ocular hypertension. Another clinically relevant randomized control trial was the ZAP trial, that is Zhongshan Angle Closure Prevention Trial from China, which studied the effect of prophylactic laser peripheral idotomy in eyes with primary angle closure suspect for the prevention of angle closure. The rate of developing angle closure disease was much lower than expected at less than 1% per year. Eyes that underwent laser peripheral idotomy had a 47% reduction in the risk of developing primary angle closure or primary acute angle closure. This trial found that primary angle closure suspect progressed very rarely and when it did, it appeared relatively benign in nature with minimum impact on visual function. From their results, the number needed to treat was 44. This means that 44 persons who need to undergo laser peripheral idotomy to prevent one case of early disease over subsequent 6 years. While the ZAP trial recommends against the widespread practice of laser peripheral idotomy in all primary angle closure suspects, it should be kept in mind that the synechial progression in this study was defined as the development of at least one clock hour of peripheral antiasynechial. This could be a reason for the lower progression rates seen in this study, since point peripheral antiasynechia are quite commonly seen in angle closure and can indicate progression. Their findings will likely save considerable time and money and avoid unnecessary medical interventions in lower risk primary angle closure suspect eyes. The next group of recent advances is 
in new drug delivery systems in glaucoma. The first one is sustained release vimatoprost, which is developed by Allergan. It is a reconstituted formula of the prostaglandin analog vimatoprost. It is injected intracamerally. It uses a biodegradable Novadur platform which contains the drug. The preliminary week 12 data demonstrated a 30% reduction in intraocular pressure by this implant in phase 3 clinical trial. The interim results in a study by Louis R. et al. on bimetoprost sustained release implants for glaucoma therapy demonstrated that the most common adverse events reported for bimetoprost SR were conjunctival hyperemia, foreign body sensation, eye pain, increased lacrimation, conjunctival hemorrhage, and punctate keratitis. Other adverse events reported were transient iritis and progression of cataracts. They found improved safety and side effect profile with conjunctival hyperemia in the implant group that is 7% as compared to topical bimatoprost group that is 17%. Another new drug delivery system is travoprost punctal plug made by ocular therapeutics. It is inserted into punctum and remains within the canaliculus. The plug contains a color additive which aids in visualization to determine the product's placement and retention over the treatment period. A study conducted by Pereira S.A. et al. in Singapore showed 24% and 16% reduction in intraocular pressure from baseline on days 10 and 30 respectively. The plugs also had a tolerable safety profile with itching reported by 2 out of 26 patients and epiphora in just one patient. Now let's talk about the newer topical glaucoma medications. Among the newer topical intraocular pressure lowering eye drops are Netarsudil, fixed dose combination of Netarsudil and Latanoprost, Trabodenosin, DE117 and Bamocerin. Netarsudil, also known as AR13324, developed by Eddy Pharmaceuticals, is both a novel Rho kinase inhibitor and norepinephrine transporter inhibitor. Mechanisms of action include improved outflow through trabecular meshwork and uveal pathway, decreased episcleral venous pressure, and decreased aqueous production. A study by Levy B. et al. on ocular hypotensive safety and systemic absorption of AR13324 ophthalmic solution in normal volunteers found that the most commonly associated adverse event with Natarsodil was hyperemia, which occurred at a higher rate than latanoprost. However, the degree of hyperemia as with latanoprost was mild in most cases. When its intraocular pressure lowering effect was compared with latanoprost in a double masked randomized study by Bacharach J. et al. in patients with elevated IOP, netarsodil was less effective than latanoprost by approximately 1 mm of mercury. Another newer topical glaucoma eye drop is trabodenosin developed by Inotech Pharmaceuticals. It is an adenosine mimetic medication which acts as an agonist for adenosine A1 receptor subtype and it lowers the IOP by increasing outflow at trabecular meshwork. A study by Myers J.S. et al. showed that it is a relatively well-tolerated agent with adverse events including mild to moderate hyperemia that occurred in less than 20% of subjects. Phase 2 clinical trial demonstrated a mean IOP reduction of 4.1 mm of mercury at 500 microgram of trabodenosin, which was the highest dose tested. 
Another new topical drug is DE-117, which is a prostanoid receptor PGF2 alpha agonist developed by Santin Pharmaceuticals. It is an EP2 agonist. EP2 is a type of prostanoid receptor. It lowers intraocular pressure by facilitating Schlem's canal endothelium cell relaxation, increasing uveoscleral outflow. It has been shown to act on trabecular meshwork by decreasing both cell contractility and collagen deposition. The next drug is Bamocirin, a small interfering RNA developed by Silentis. It blocks beta-2 adrenergic receptor via specific gene silencing. It specifically targets ciliary body's production of aqueous humor. Interim results from phase 2b trial showed that 1.125% bamocidin achieved non-inferiority to twice daily timolol only in patients with baseline intraocular pressure greater than 25 mm of mercury. Among the surgical advances in glaucoma are the results of Horizon study and COMPARE study. Horizon study was done to compare cataract surgery with implantation of a Schlem's canal microstent versus cataract surgery alone for reduction of intraocular pressure and medication use after 24 months. At 24 months, unmedicated, washed out, modified intraocular pressure was reduced by more than or equal to 20% in 77% of hydrous microstent group eyes and in 58% in no microstent group eyes. Mean reduction in 24-month unmedicated modified diurnal IOP was 7.6 mm of mercury in microstent group and 5.3 mm of mercury in no microstent group. This study demonstrated superior reduction in diurnal IOP and medication use among subjects with mild to moderate primary open ankle glaucoma who received a Schlem's canal microstent combined with phacoemulsification compared to phacoemulsification alone. Next is the compare study. COMPARE study was a prospective randomized trial comparing hydrous and eye stent microinvasive glaucoma surgery implants for standalone treatment of open angle glaucoma. At 12 months, the hydrous had a greater rate of complete surgical success and reduced medication use. More hydrous subjects were medication free at 12 months. COMPARE study concluded that minimally invasive glaucoma surgery in open angle glaucoma with hydrous resulted in a higher surgical success rate and fewer medications compared with the two eye stent procedure. Now we have reached the end of the episode. This episode's question of the week is, in Indian population, what percentage of primary angle closure suspect has been found to progress to primary angle closure and what percentage of primary angle closure has been found to progress to primary angle closure glaucoma? I hope that you found this episode useful. In the next episode of Snippets, we will discuss the top 10 mistakes to avoid in UVA practice. Kindly submit your answer by clicking on the link in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Do follow and subscribe to Snippets on Facebook and get updates on new and interesting episodes. Thank you.